0: This show is nothing without me. The podcast is finally good again.
1: Never forget that you have the tools to build a life on your own terms. Forget the haters. This is Founder Quest.
2: So, how's the vacation been for everybody?
0: Good, for the most part. So, I've been a little—I've been a little cynical today, maybe, because like my family has been sick the past week. Oh. Um, uh, my wife, specifically, and. So uh, she's not feeling well. I've been on kid duty, and kids are cooped up, and you know, tired of dad. So it's, uh, I'm so sorry, yeah. yeah but we'll get, we'll get through so that. <laughs> it is what it is.
1: Well, if you need to take a little break and go, like you know, wrangle some kids.
0: Oh, <laughs> I am ready to get back to work.
1: <laughs> just yeah. Just remember, Macklemore said, right? These
2: are the good old days.
0: <laughs> right. It, yeah. It's, it is true. No, <laughs> yeah, I have been. I have true. been enjoying the time with the kids for sure, especially like after. They go to sleep and I have time to reflect on, <laughs> on the day.
1: Was Christmas great? Did Christmas your little ones just love it? They did. Yeah, yeah, they did had your little Christmas. ones love it, Ben? Your slightly
0: <laughs> bigger
2: ones? Well, if they both hadn't had the stomach flu, they would have loved it. Oh my God, Ooh, everybody's sick
1: this everyone Christmas. Everyone is sick, yeah. Even one of my friends back in Arkansas, I was like, How was Christmas? And she's like, Oh, I got the flu. So I don't know. Yeah, don't my know brother's
0: my brother's daughter got the flu over Christmas, too. So yeah, it's, it seems to be going around. Like nuts
1: but we did
2: get a new board game as a family thing for christmas What's that 5 minute dungeon if you haven't heard of that it's I haven't. A, it's a it's a co-op card-based game it's got a 5 minute time limit thing so you're you're rushing you're you're playing cards to try and beat the monsters and obstacles and stuff to get through the dungeon and uh, it's it's pretty frantic and it's a lot of fun so you know, check it out it's like nice. 2 to 5 players it's you know 8 years old and above i think it's, it's a lot of fun very cool.
0: Can we link that up in the show show notes? You betcha. With a uh, Amazon affiliate link. <laughs> it's
1: so cool that it's so cool that you can just say that and somehow it'll happen. I'm not sure anymore how it happens. It just it just does. It Magic doesn't have fit, to
0: be fit. a it doesn't have to be an affiliate link for the record, Ben. Yeah. But if it is, you're totally covered because I've just uh, I've just disclosed.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, Ben just slid <laughs> in his own affiliate link in there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I know for a long time, Josh, you listened to. Dan Carlin's uh, Common Sense podcast, which is now yeah, I I think, pretty much defunct. And I listened to that too. And, you know, he always had, uh, he always talked to his producer. I think his name is Ben, yeah, right? his name is Ben, And, yeah. talked to, and the joke was like, you, you don't know if Ben is real, but he's just talking yeah. to Ben throughout the show. And so I think maybe <laughs> we should start doing that with our own Ben Finley. He really is our, he, you know, he's
0: our producer. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. I love it. Yeah, our marketing expert, <laughs> Ben Finley, who is um, involved in this, the, the production of this podcast. So... So we should we should start doing that, and that would be really weird. And
0: uh, <laughs> the dynamic on uh, on Common Sense was great, though, like because he's always like you know like making kind of fun jabs at him, and then and then like in the intros, like you know the announce the announcer voice is like taking jabs at Dan because I assume that Ben is <laughs> is writing the, the scripts for those.
1: Oh yeah, I mean. Okay, fun fact: our um, cheesy announcer voice was a direct rip off of that. Yeah, show, it was. Announcer voice. Yeah, we're fans. I don't. I don't have any original ideas. So, what are we talking about today? <laughs> we're talking about strengths finder,
2: strengths right? Strength finder. Yeah. Should or uh, are Like uh, your number one strength. I'm just looking at it right now. Is
1: ideation. <laughs> it is. I've got all the ideas. So uh, maybe we should back up and be like, and, and be like, what is strength finder? Like, why are we? Okay, so a couple months ago, we all took the StrengthsFinder assessment, right? StrengthsFinder is a sort of test you take online, and there's a book that goes with it. I think it's called StrengthsFinder 2.0. Link that yeah. up in the show notes. The
0: assessment's and run by uh, run by Gallup, right?
1: Yeah. The polling. They're good at asking people questions. Yeah, they have some experience there.
0: Yeah. yeah they so. they they changed the name uh, to Clifton Strengths. By the way, you can still find another StrengthsFinder, but they. Call it Clifton Strengths. Now, um, okay. I'm just going to call After, it Strengths Finder for consistency.
1: Okay. After beloved Cheers character Cliff Claven.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I think you're right there.
1: Can somebody tell me like what like what's the purpose of Strengths Finder? Like find out what your strengths are so you can be better.
0: I think one of the big things is that like in business, it's a lot of businesses use it as like an assessment tool or a, as an alternative assessment tool, and I think the idea is that like a lot of a lot of like traditional assessments would focus on like the areas that your uh, that you weak, like your performance is weak in. Yeah, and we're
1: then, talking about then, personal yeah, assessments, right? Like, like personal assessments.
0: Yeah, so like you go in for your what you know whatever your annual assessment with your boss or or whatever, or performance review, I should say. And a lot of those like have tended to focus on like areas that you're weak in or that you're working on improving, kind of like you know where you are with your weaknesses. But the Strengths Finder assessment is basically like, like the idea of focusing on your strengths. There's a lot more opportunity or lot, I guess a lot more bang for your buck if you focus on your strengths versus on your weakness. So if you can focus on improving what you're already good at versus trying to get better at something you might be weak in, you might find a lot more success.
1: So the idea is you like log into this thing and you take this test and how long did it take like half an hour or something like that? Yeah,
0: something, yeah, something like that. Something around there. It was less than an hour, I think.
1: Yeah, and and then it uh, spits out a report and tells you a list of your strengths, and it's got a lot of them. And the book sort of goes goes through each of them. There's I don't know how many there are, like fifty or something, and and you sort of get ranked in them. Yeah, there's a lot. And yeah, so you get to see like your top five, and and it goes through and gives you sort of a list of action items. It gives you this whole report as well, suggestions like how to take advantage of the strength, like things to to watch out for. Yeah, and all this stuff. So. I got a question for you guys, since we're like the, you know, we're the scrappy little bootstrapped, you know, tell it like it is company. So is StrengthsFinder just sort of like late stage capitalist corporatist like bullshit?
2: I don't know. I, I, I don't think so. I got introduced to StrengthsFinder through a friend who worked at Microsoft, and he said that their whole team took this assessment and shared the results with each other. And he said the benefit to that he saw from doing that was being able to interact with his teammates better. To understand what their motivations were, and to understand what they would be good at, and what he would be good at, and so they could, as a team, be stronger. So, if late stage capitalism is all about working better, sure, yes, that's what it's all about. But uh, no, I'm, trying,
1: I'm just trying to throw some spice in there. <laughs> like ever since ever since Mike Perham said we weren't spicy enough, I've been trying to like <laughs> like court controversy.
0: I love that question though. I think that the idea or the, the idea behind the strengths finder thing. Not only in like improving or making yourself better or more efficient or whatever. It's really about like working together. And I know like the, the whole corporate corporation, like the whole enterprise, like synergy thing. People love, love this idea of like, you know, if you put different types of people together and they, you know, all of their skills kind of blend and they, they synergize. This is kind of like, that's kind of the bullshit lingo for, I think what we're talking about a little bit. This whole idea of like, a bunch of different people with different skill sets or different things they're good at coming together and then working together originally came out of an economic idea which was called comparative advantage that was the idea of like like actual countries or nations or economies and the idea of specialization so back in the day when they were studying like is it better like for a single economy or a country to be completely self-sufficient and like produce everything everything themselves you know, so that they can basically like be an island and be completely self sufficient? Or is it better for countries to specialize in certain areas and then trade with other countries who specialize in other areas? And they found that it turns out like most countries have things they're good at and other countries have th- other things they're good at. And it's better to trade and share either ideas or, you know, what they're producing.
1: Just a, a no, that's comparative advantage, right? I I initially read that as competitive advantage and I was a little
0: confused. (laughs) Yeah, no, competitive doesn't, uh, yeah, that doesn't enter into it, I don't think.
1: Yeah, sometimes I feel like this is my role in the the podcast is I just like go into the minefield and blindly walk through it and whatever explodes on me. I'm like, hey, there's a mine here. And then I just point that out.
0: (laughs) You just like to blow things up.
1: Yeah you know, it's a little bit, it's a little bit corporate, but I think it's useful. Like, I I found the results useful. Like, I wouldn't necessarily use this as a way to, like, it's the only way to assess somebody or sort of get to know them or, or assign them tasks or whatever. Like, I wouldn't be like, okay, take this strings finder test, I don't know you. And then based on this, I'm going to give you a job, or, you know, give you a, a particular responsibility. Like, I wouldn't do that. But it's sort of interesting as a Sort of a prompt, sort of like, oh, think about these things. Like maybe think in this direction, maybe focus a little bit of your introspection in this area. And here's some some interesting prompts.
0: Yeah, I think I found it really useful. I was kind of in a like a burned out kind of state. This was like back in August or whatever. And I wanted to like reevaluate what I was doing at the time, like in the business and kind of just in my professional life and stuff, and, and see like if I was doing the right things. And um, and this was like one tool that kind of helped me like. Kind of think about like where I should be like putting my effort, basically.
1: Yeah, totally. Like I think it's also useful, and and one reason we brought it up in conclaves in the past. or I think Ben brought it up because his friend was uh, had mentioned it to him was just to oh, yeah, uh, right. yeah to it, like like Ben said to essentially help us sort of understand each other and sort of work with each other in a way that plays to each other's strengths. Yeah,
0: yeah I think that's been pretty useful. You mentioned not using it as a uh, like a hiring tool, which is I think one thing that a lot of a lot of people do use it for is um, like they'll give it to uh, you know it might not be the first round of of an interview, but if you if you pass like the you know a, a couple initial rounds of an interview, they'll ask you to take it as like kind of one I guess facet of the process. I'm actually I'm not totally against that idea. I think the biggest advantage of using it as a potential hiring tool or as like as as a way of evaluating just really just evaluating people on your team is not like that you're looking for people that are going to fit well like in terms of like having co- like similar uh, strengths but re- like you're really looking for people that have opposite strengths from you like that's the whole idea like it's kind of like a tool to like Im- increase the diversity of strengths on your team so the idea is like you want to find people that don't necessarily have you know all the same core strengths as as like everyone else it's kind of funny uh, like you know being four developers who are pretty much the same type of person we found that we all actually do have a lot of similar strengths at least for me that was one one thing that came out of it for me it was like in the future i think we could do well to hire more people who are have different different skill sets
2: yeah it, though we are you know pretty similar we do have some pretty distinct differences in that in the top 5 so the the clifton strengths the strength round 2 it's It's uh, it focuses on the top five things as areas that you really want to be spending time to develop your strengths. And you know, of those top five, the three of us we have a pretty good spread there. Like, there's not a whole lot of overlap. So, even though you know we are very similar and have very similar like business backgrounds, we do have some diversity when it comes to what our top five
1: strengths are.
0: Do we want to share what our top five are? Because I don't have yours up here, so I'm speaking from memory. So I might my memory might be fuzzy.
1: Does everybody have their own up?
0: I, yeah. I do have my own here. I actually have mine printed out because I've kept them uh, on my desk to review. Wow! Um, yeah, you have a physical school, desk, Josh? right? I know. That's
1: so. That's so 1996 <laughs> And and here. there's paper on it. Oh my god! What? I just I just, yeah. I just not <laughs> I just a lot of paper. My, my gravity well. I just, <laughs> right. Nothing is real. So. Oh my god! I've got a funny story. Can I go yes. off on a tangent yes. before we? Okay. Please. So this is. So partially I'm going off on a tangent because it's a funny story, but partially also I really want to tease these results because I people are I feel like people are just like sitting on the edge of their seats waiting to see what our strengths are. My daughter's birthday is coming up. It's yeah, it's coming up soon. And we're like, okay, what should we get her? She already has a lot of Christmas presents. And we're like, okay, we should get her something where she can play music that is not a like iPad or any sort of tablet or anything like that where she's gonna wanna watch like Stupid YouTube videos all day. And so we we're like looking at all this stuff. We're like, okay, well, here's this, like you know, there's a couple different devices. It's like, okay, kids' MP3 player. That's cool. It's like, well, I don't have a ton of ripped CDs, especially not children's CDs. So there's one that hooks up to Spotify and it's got these little statues and things. And you move the statue into a certain little slot and then it plays. It's like some, sounds like some video game or something. But then like eventually, Abby and I were just sitting back and we were like, wait a second, wait a second we just want a CD player <laughs> for like the price of one of these like fancy things that hooks up to Spotify, which is like $200. We can get her a CD player and a lot of CDs.
0: Yeah. So, put those CDs to
1: use. Yeah. We just got her like a, like five CDs and a CD player. <laughs> nice. Anyway. So that's, that's sort of the, that's the whole thing. It's like, when we think about it, that like the physical desk versus everything being virtual. And it's like, I was just going to say this. Like my first instinct is to be like, "Oh, it's got to hook up to Spotify yeah. and do all this." It has stuff. to be. But no, it's just a physical thing. It's fine sometimes.
0: Did you introduce it to her as a compact disc player?
1: <laughs> we you should explain we, it. It's her birthday gotta, yet. Yeah. So she,
0: oh right. Okay. Yeah. So you've got some time to think about how how you explain how you explain what this uh, this thing is that you put put a physical yeah, media into.
1: I don't know. I think she's going to love it. Like she really wants to put like the DVDs into, we occasionally rent DVDs because we have like the only surviving movie rental store like near our house. And so we rent those and she loves putting them in. But anyway, so Strengths Finder. do we all want to like read our own strengths or is that TMI?
0: I mean, I'm, I'm cool with it. I'm not going to like encourage you guys to, if you don't, if you don't want to.
1: I was
2: reading through my strengths and getting ready for this podcast and they were, you know, like a lot of, you know, personality tests, when you look at it, it's like, oh yeah, you know, that makes sense because it means you, right? You know you. But my number three strength actually taught me something as I was reading through the, the notes, the extra material they give you to understand what your strengths are. So my number three strength is achiever. And uh, the way that they describe this is basically you're a person that always needs to be accomplishing something. What they said is that like every day, because of this achiever strength, every day you need to have some sort of accomplishment or else you feel like the day was wasted. And not like just every workday, but literally every day, workdays, weekends, vacations, you have to be doing something, you have to accomplish something. And I was like, wow, that really is me. Like, I am so frustrated if I'm not doing something.
0: This uh, this is coming from the guy who like upgrades a, uh, a server a database for fun on New Year's, <laughs> 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 on New Year's Eve. <laughs> paying, are we
1: paying money for this for? That's me, man. <laughs> uh, but as I, as
2: I thought about it some more, I thought you know that's that's also though to me a a warning. Like it's like some video games can be dangerous to me because they have these game mechanics that are based on achievements. Right, you unlock this goal or you get this level or whatever. And uh, so those kinds of games can be addictive to me because I'm like, yeah, I want to get that next thing. I want to accomplish that thing, right? And so it's both a, both a strength and a potential weakness I have to watch out for.
0: Yeah, I like that about how, because um, you get a page basically on each, on each of your strengths that describes like the upsides and the downsides are. And I really like the downside, like that they include the downsides, like things you need to look out for or the, the pitfalls or whatever. So my number one was intellection which is, uh, I guess I appreciate intellectual discussions and I guess going deep on topics. Two was input. Three was learner. I guess I like to learn things. Four is context, which I thought was interesting um, because context, as I recall, re- related like historical context and like the past. And so I had noticed like I've, I've been like gotten kind of a little bit into uh, history and like history reading. And um, I've always appreciated going back in the past and like looking for... For like lessons or or trends and that sort of thing to see how like things work and so context like that kind of fit with that like it's distilling lessons from the past or whatever.
1: That one's interesting because that one is also online and you and I have had lots of like historical discussions.
0: Yeah, so that explains probably why we love to to talk history and all that other stuff. And then five was uh strategic, and then I'll just go through the so those are the top five. They kind of like they put those in bold, so those are like the ones that you really focus on. I mean, and then the next five. So there's there's ten total that they'll they'll tell you that are your strengths. So the, the six through ten are basically like additional things that you can focus on after the first five. So those are um, focus, relator, futuristic, discipline, and responsibility. The last two are are fun because those were learned over time, <laughs> over uh, lots of uh, lots of mistakes and uh, and lots of slacking off. But it turns what were out the last two again uh, discipline and responsibility. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, probably. If if you would have uh, known me in my early twenties, those would not have been in my top <laughs> my top ten. But as a uh, you know, ten years of freelancing will definitely instill some discipline and responsibility if you're good at it.
1: Well, cool. So you mentioned that I'm looking at this report right now, and you mentioned already that they give you ten uh, fields to strengthen, and that. These are listed under a heading called Strengthen. And so then that leaves fields like 11 through 34, I guess, category, strength. Like, what are they? If they're not your strength, what are they? Attributes? Um, what do
0: they call them? Yeah, something like that. They don't call them weaknesses.
1: No, they don't call them weaknesses. They put them under a heading called Navigate, which I thought was the most like you just mealy-mouthed, <laughs> like neutral. You just have to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, so you just have to navigate it.
0: It's not like you get 10 good things, that things you're good at. And then all of the other skills you just completely ignore, right? Like you're not supposed to completely like drop off and like, so like empathy is not even in my top 20. I don't think that doesn't mean that I shouldn't try to be, I shouldn't try to have empathy, right?
1: All right, well, I'll go. My first one is ideation. And one of the interesting, so that's basically coming up with ideas and tweaking things. And it was interesting because it gives you like uh, these, action items you can do to sort of take advantage of this. And one of them I thought was interesting is this. It says, make small changes in your work or home routines. Experiment. Play mental games with yourself because you will get bored quickly. So these adjustments can help keep you engaged. And I thought that was really interesting because I've never explicitly figured that out. But that's something I sort of do just intuitively. Also, it's like your limitless thoughts and ideas, which limitless is a bit much. Your thoughts and ideas can sometimes overwhelm and confuse people. Yes, yes. I often I'm like, I've come up with the best thing ever, and it's like nobody has any idea what the hell I'm talking about. So that was number one. Number two is strategic, which is coming up with strategies and thinking about all the different ways scenarios can play out and picking, you know, the best one. Number three is context, which is sort of historical stuff like Josh already talked about. Four is developer, because like I'm a web developer and that's not what that means. It actually means uh, that you like to develop people's skills, right? It's sort of like like a teacher almost. Like you help people get better. Five is empathy. I'm a pretty empathetic person. The next five, which are sort of like your not so great strengths, I guess, are intellect.ion Being intellectual input. I don't even know what that is. What does that mean? What's input, Josh? You have that too.
0: Yeah, I do. Uh, I think
1: it's it's all about that's my number two. It's all about when you're
2: you're gathering information that's from all a, over
0: gathering. Us. Yeah, it's like just yeah. like gathering and collecting and um, storing it, right? Like having a system, so like the
2: fieldstone method.
0: Yeah, so like oh, fieldstone. Okay. Yeah, having a like you talked about like having a place to like store your research and and that sort of thing
1: okay so there's that number eight is maximizer which is min maxing and trying to find optimal sort of paths for that and that's definitely something I've done especially like that's something that I don't even know if it's this says this is in the negatives negatives to this but I'm just gonna say it's a negative in that like it's like I'm a sucker for premature optimization and for you know it's like I will, sp- for some re- like I'll spend like if you're like okay star um give me a dollar I'll be okay, here's a dollar but if you're like, well, there's two products and one's a dollar cheaper. Like I could spend an hour trying to figure out which one I should buy. The other day I ordered something on Amazon and it seemed to be the same product and one was $3 more expensive than the other one. It seemed to be exactly the same. It drove me insane. I couldn't figure out um, why it was and I eventually ordered the more expensive one because it had the most reviews. So I was like, well, maybe uh, maybe it's not a fake one. Number nine, positivity. I'm a, I'm a pretty positive person, even though I think I haven't necessarily displayed that a lot. And number 10 is learners, like learning things. And I would also like to share my my worst one. They say these aren't your worst ones, but I'm going to say they're your worst ones because it's more fun that way. So my number 34 strength, the thing I'm, I'm least good at is significance. And I don't know what that is, so I'm going to scroll down. People exceptionally talented in the significance scene want to make a big impact. They're independent and prioritized projects based on how much influence they will have on the organization or people around them. God, I, don't, I don't give a shit about that. So <laughs> that's about right.
0: You mentioned one of the... What was your number one, by the way?
1: My number one is not remembering things. Um, <laughs> ideation.
0: Ideation. So I think you were talking about how like you need to be careful of like overloading people with information. Was that what it was? Yeah. Or- Yeah. I forget which one of mine was that, but it was, that was one of the, uh, one of the potential, like whatever they call them, uh, things to watch out for. And that totally made sense. Like I tend to, uh, give people too much information when I'm trying to like, especially people that like, aren't interested in business, business theory and (laughs) stuff like that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like I can think of several examples where I've gone away and worked on something for like a month and then just made it some sort of summary and like given it to you all and it's been like here you've got five minutes to like fully understand all the nuance in this it's like okay right. <laughs> maybe that's not the most fair approach yeah so what do we take away from this do we think like do we think this is a useful exercise totally yeah i think uh you can you can learn some things about yourself i mean you can do it other
2: ways too you can take the Briard migs and you can you can take what color is your parachute that's a good personality test i like that one but uh, I, I like the way that the strengths finder lists out the things that you be good at and based on your you know, input into the, the questionnaire, obviously, and uh, what things you can focus on to, and, and how you can, I think, present yourself to your team on things you can take up. Like, you know, my my strength on Achiever, for example, I talked about a little while ago. You know, I know that I'm going to every day be wanting to accomplish something, right? So if something needs to be done, you know, I can say to my team, hey, I can, I can take that because that's like my thing. I want to, get, you know, mark things off the to-do list. So, you know, if someone doesn't have that strength, it'd be like, okay, Ben, you can take that thing that has to get done that I don't want to do. You know?
0: Yeah, yeah. I've noticed that I'm. I have that. I mean, like, I think we all have that to some extent. Like, where you know, like, I mean, even just as people, like, people like to accomplish things. Like, I think one of the things that like makes us happy is like actually making progress in our worlds. But I've I found like that for me, like, it doesn't have to necessarily be like something checking something off a list. Like, because I have that like the learner. Whatever an election thing is like high on my list. I'm okay. like if I, if I learn something that I feel like is has really like made like moved me forward or something like that, like I, I'm okay with like I, I can consider that like you know making progress on on a task or something like that, which isn't something I probably would have thought of before I took this this thing. So I've tried to double down on that. and like if I find myself like spending a day just like reading a book or something, I'm not feeling like a total slacker. <laughs> assuming it's you know it's not like harry potter or something <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's uh yeah we don't we don't support jk rowling in this, in this <laughs> family so i just want to expand on your point a little bit josh i think it was a really a really good one it's very interesting because one thing that i really like about the test and the results is that each of these different i'm going to call them strengths even though they're not not everybody has them as strengths, right? I'm just going to call them that because I don't know what to call them. Each one of these is weighted the same. Like none of them is given any sort of priority over other ones. And I think that's really cool because some of these things in society, I feel like are kind of weighted. And I feel like in my mind, like I will feel guilty if I'm not checking, you know, tasks off a list. But to be honest, Lists can be very overwhelming to me, and I really don't enjoy working, you know, off of lists, and that's why Achiever is number 29 out of 34 for me. But it's it's really interesting because, like, it's like, okay, well, maybe I'm not so great at working on, like, tasks on lists, but, you know, I've got all this stuff up here. I've got, you know, empathy. That's something that's not super explicitly valued a lot. Cause it's kind of a soft skill and it's kind of hard to see, you know, the same thing with like the, the developer and context in a weird way that the, the whole, the assessment sort of made me realize, okay, like, you know, it's like, maybe I'm not the best at like checking tasks off of lists, but there are these other things I'm really good at. And so that, that was kind of cool. And that was kind of eye opening. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And the idea like of developing those, like giving those skills or those strengths time to develop or, you know, improve, you can, you can get the most gain out of that. And, and you don't know what will come out of that, like in the future, maybe, and you know, focusing on empathy will be the most productive thing you can do right now.
1: Yeah. And I mean, get the most, most game, but also just kind of be happiest because like, you know, it really sucks trying to do stuff every day that you are terrible at.
0: Well, that's that. I mean, like you're happy a lot of times, like you're happy if you're successful at something and if you're, you know, it's easier to be successful at something that you're really good at versus Versus something that you just aren't, you know, aren't built for, aren't, you know, just aren't, doesn't come naturally to you.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: That makes sense. I think when it it comes time to sell yourself, whether it's as a freelancer trying to get a client or it's if you're trying to get a job, you know, you're in that interview. I think having a good awareness of what your strengths are and being able to, to market yourself to, you know, create the packaging around yourself that will sell yourself the best. You know, if star goes into an interview and says, Oh, I, I love working from lists, right? And they hire him like, uh, no, you know, this guy sucks, right?
1: But Hello. <laughs> they're not they're not called sucks, they're called navigate Ben. I navigate <laughs> lists.
2: But if but if Star goes into that in, in that same interview saying, I can really connect because I have strength and empathy, or I can really bring great ideas to the table because I have strength and ideation, right? If he focuses uh, focuses on those, then that's going to make all the difference, right? And and finding the right
1: fit for yourself, uh, whether it be a job or a client or, or whatever. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Like, what? That sounds like the woo strength, Ben. Do you mind telling me what, what number you are for woo?
0: Hmm, let me look at that. Mine is 33. 32 <laughs> out, of, out of 34.
1: <laughs> Wait, what? I've got the highest woo? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. No, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, I assumed your, your would be much higher. Cause that was just a great, <laughs> that was a great um, point and a great argument. He, can, he totally wooed you. He did. I'm wooed. Okay. Wait a second. No, that's not actually, okay. I looked it up. That's not, um, that's, that's not, not what it is about convincing people. It's like, you know, when you're out on New Year's Eve and you go, woo. <laughs> like, oh. that's what that's. Yeah. That's okay. what
0: that is. So yeah, he's just a party animal. <laughs> number 32 for me is developer, which is in your top 10 star, right? So yeah, I'm glad that like, yeah, that we don't have, you know, that we have some things that are completely flipped or inverse. Uh, I think maybe, hey, maybe that's, maybe that's uh, one of the reasons for our success.
1: I wouldn't say this has led me to consider this, but I've been, you know, I've been thinking like sort of going forward, like things involving, you know, training, things involving sort of like I wouldn't say like HR, but things involving a bit more of a, a, a sort of management, you know, sort of like mentorship type role, like seem pretty appealing to me, as opposed to sort of more individual contributor stuff. So I don't know. It's just it's it's an interesting it's an interesting mirror to look through. A plus. Wait, buy again. All right. So this concludes our infomercial for Clifton Strengths Finder. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they have an affiliate program, unfortunately. No, they should. They Should. <laughs> They can buy us something off our Amazon wish list if they want to. There you go. All right. Um, do we have anything else to say? Are we? Uh, are we done here? I'm done. Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Year. I just want to say I appreciate y'all's diversity and spirit, or or whatever we're calling this stuff. Likewise. Agreed. All right. Well, signing out. And wait. Oh, wait. 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 I got to do this spiel. Okay, if you want to write for us, um, we hire writers who can do technical blog posts and stuff for our blog. Go to, you know, our blog at HoneyBadger.io and look for the the write for us thing in the header or the top nav. If you would like to go and review us on a podcast service of your choice, that would be awesome. Well, we all survived the holidays. And so I think we're going to get back to like our regular schedule and not have any breaks until the sort of early spring vacation month off that we all take and then after that comes the may vacation i still gotta take the the santa hat off the honey badger oh, oh i did that yesterday
0: oh did you okay Yep. Man, I'm see, see he's got it on his list <laughs>
1: that's
0: right <laughs> yeah he probably went on the list the i didn't even I put notice <laughs> wait
1: i didn't even notice we had a santa hat. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: well uh i'll uh i'll post the i'll post the graphic anyway
1: Okay, thank you. Thank you. So I I was just joking about all those vacations, but we'll we'll be back to our normal schedule. So look forward to having lots of uh, chats with y'all. Yeah, for sure. All right, so uh, see you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: ThunderQuest is a weekly podcast by the founders of Funny Badger. Zero instrumentation, 360 degree coverage of errors, outages and service degradations for your web apps. If you have a web app, you need it. Available at HoneyBadger.io. Want more from the founders? Go to FounderQuestPodcast.com. That's one word. You can access our huge back catalog or sign up for our newsletter to get exclusive VIP content. FounderQuest is available on iTunes, Spotify, and other purveyors of fine podcasts. We'll see you next week.